It is just after 5 o'clock, and you are tuned in to KZMU Moab Community Radio. It's This Week in Moab. I'm your host, Molly Marcello. What a week it has been in Moab as downtown homes and businesses reckon with the aftermath of a major flood on Saturday night. Mill Creek was raging, and people who saw it on Saturday might have um, described it more as a river than a creek. According to preliminary data from the USGS, it was running between 1,500 to 2,500 cubic feet per second, um, and very wide, a very wide path, so wide that it cut some new channels causing some some issues to our downtown trail system. Here tonight to talk about all of this is City Manager uh, Carly Castle and Mayor Joette Langanese. Thank you both for being here. You're welcome. Thanks for having us. There's a lot to mention over, you know, the course of this evening. But first, what is on your mind to tell community members about what happened? Well, I think it was quite the event. And I think a lot of people uh, recognize that. A lot of people are busy cleaning out and they're probably not paying attention to a lot of the things that the city's doing to get information out to let you know what we're doing so you know carly will talk a little bit more about that about resources uh we had to declare a state of emergency i don't know other than the pandemic i don't know that the city's ever done that before so that would in of itself was kind of remarkable um i mean that we recognize that right off the bat we have an emergency here we need to get resources available So it's been it's been quite a couple of days. I mean, you said this week, and it's only been two days. <laughs> it know. feels like we've been at this forever, um, but mm-hmm. I think things are starting to settle down a little bit. I yeah. feel I don't feel um, as intense about it. I mean, I think it was quite a few couple of days. Right. We were very very busy making sure things were getting done, making sure residents and businesses were getting the help that they need, and and we'll go into what a remarkable sure. community we have later, but. Um, yeah. that's that's kind of where both Carly and I and all the people at the city have been at for the last few days. You mentioned that Moab City declared a state of emergency, so did Grand County. So this is going to perhaps allow us to get some resources. Is that right? When we declare a state of emergency, it means that we um, are eligible to apply for different loans and um, access some grants and perhaps some money that could come to this community. It also gives us the opportunity to utilize state resources such as UDOT resources and UHP resources in responding to the emergency. Um, Yeah, so... Uh, doing that just sort of it's really the beginning of a process that's going to take several weeks maybe even a couple months um, to secure those those resources so maybe we can start with what happened on Saturday night Um, you know when did when did were you made aware that this could be a major incident for Moab City you know I was coming into town after running errands in Grand Junction and we had gotten rained on certainly on the way back into town but I did see over the LaSalle's what looked like just a spigot that had turned on and was staying there and my understanding is for several hours just at the base of the LaSalle's right over the Mill Creek watershed Mm -hmm. Um, and I got many texts and phone calls coming into town about water flooding Main Street and um, you know especially from the police chief Jared Garcia who had told me he was diverting traffic and that we were um, experiencing a pretty serious event. My public works director was telling me about the efforts that he was engaging in. I got a call from the mayor letting me know too. So I, I got in right in the middle of it. Um, and especially when I saw that the Main Street water, it was, it was pretty clear that something serious had happened. 
And it sounds like our public employees were on the ground pretty quickly. Um, What did that response look like between law enforcement and public works? Yeah, we set up an incident command at the fire station. And for those initial hours, the priorities are um, public safety, so making sure that people are away from dangerous places, um, and public infrastructure, so clearing out drainages, opening roads, closing roads, depending on how dangerous they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's more that's a real triage kind of situation. And I know uh, EMS had responded, obviously uh, MOA PD, the Sheriff's Department, um, Fire Department, mm-hmm. were all coordinating at Instant Command, um, directing people to go down certain streets, knocking on people's doors to make mm-hmm. sure they didn't have flooding. Mm-hmm. Um, and for, for a little bit, we were kind of preparing just in case that we would have to do some evacuations. But luckily, it didn't come to that. We were watching that pretty closely. Yeah, I did see, you know, I think the city put out um, a release saying that if people felt unsafe, Mm -hmm. they could go to the Old Spanish Trail Arena. Do you know if anyone took advantage of that? You know, I'm not sure. I know we did relocate some people to hotels. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. I think that initially some folks from some hotels here in town went to the arena, and then the Red Cross stepped in Mm -hmm. and found them other places to stay. Okay. So there was a response, and that was Saturday night, but we haven't had any anybody since then. Um, I think it's important to mention, mention too, I mean, our, our community, you know, when these kind of events happen, you know, we tend to go, woohoo, flesh love, let's go look, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and I know I'm guilty of that. You know, we don't really think that it's anything serious. You know, we just think, oh, it's another rainstorm, yeah. we've got water coming down the creek, let's go look. That was a real problem for our public safety this time. I mean, there was just so much going on, and there were so many people just curious that um, it made it difficult for them to manage. So I just, you know, in in the event that this happens again, and we anticipated it will, you know, hopefully we'll get alerts out to people and stay home. You know, I mean, as much as we'd like to go see it, Mm -hmm. it doesn't help the situation. So... I think that's important to mention. We we heard yeah. that a lot in our meeting on Saturday yeah, or sounds, Sunday, excuse me. It sounds like bystanders were kind of an issue, a, mm-hmm. a real issue for law enforcement and a real concern, especially if they were gathering on bridges, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. which it sounds like they were. They were, mm-hmm. yeah. And at that time, we didn't know how safe the bridges were either, yeah. so it was really concerning uh, for that reason. It was yeah. hard to get inspections down there because people were in the way. Yeah. So during the course of the events, of course, um, Public Works probably got a, a notice that people's water um, mm-hmm. pressure was low mm-hmm. or off. I mean, it's it's wild that we have a situation where we have too much water <laughs> on one side and then yeah. it breaks water on another side and mm-hmm. too little water. So what happened there? Yeah, I really appreciate it when people do kind of alert us about that because sometimes we don't know it, it, that what, what that sig- signals is there's a problem in the system mm-hmm. somewhere. So especially when people are like, you know, I am on Doc Allen and then we can kind of calibrate mm-hmm. and, and maybe zero in in on where leaks might be and in this case it indicated that there were some leaks in the system that had been caused um, by the river believe it or not some of the the water mains go under the creek bed and it had been scoured to the point where it was reaching those buried pipes and and the debris was just hammering those pipes so we had cracks in those pipes Um, Mm -hmm. so we have worked it's mostly restored the water service there's one particular small section in town where there are some residents and businesses we hope to get that restored in the next Mm -hmm. couple days 
Um, it's been it's just exceptionally difficult because the break is underwater, and so we have to kind of reroute some stuff in order to get that up. How do you re- reroute that? <laughs> I was trying to understand sure. Levi when he was telling me. Sure. Um, it's about isolation valves and those okay. kinds of things. So um, yeah. almost up up to uh, to being complete, but we really appreciate peace. I mean, not having water yeah. is very inconvenient. Um, we've tried to supply water in uh, by water bottles as well as making a water truck available. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, folks can certainly reach out. If they, if they aren't able to get the water, just let us know. But we're, mm-hmm. try- we're working as fastly as we can. So that seems to be one of the major issues that came out of this event, right, mm-hmm. is that some people are still without water. I mean, it sounds like the city crews have been working literally, like, around the clock. Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yep. pretty much. Yeah. What about yeah. other city crews, you know, like roads and streets and other public? utilities mm-hmm. they're, yeah they're all working yeah. together basically yeah. to either clear the roads or to fix the the water system so sewers is pitching in parks is pitching in mm-hmm. facilities um, basically it's all hands on deck so yesterday Sunday was quite interesting too because we saw a bunch of community members come mm-hmm. out to help clear businesses and homes and roads and you know I was walking around and I couldn't tell like who was a volunteer and who was with the city <laughs> like it was all mixed together do you have any thoughts on that Oh it was it's you know that's Moab right I have I, you know I hear people all over town that had just people show up they didn't even know they knew that there was an issue mm-hmm. let me help you know we're getting calls from Salt Lake City, from Price, all over the state. How can we help? Mm-hmm. It's just remarkable. I mean, we are just so fortunate. Domino's Pizzas delivered free pizzas to the public work, to the fire station for all the public safety officers and public works f- staff working. We had somebody from the Thai food restaurant on 100 West passing out mm-hmm. iced uh, chai tea. It was just, I mean, you know, we had reporters here, and they were hearing about this. And you know, for them, it was like, well, how does Mo? Why is Moab like this? It's like, well, we're a small little community, and mm-hmm. as as diverse as we are, we come together when we need each other. And and that was very apparent. It still is today. Right. And walking around yesterday, you know, I, I was kind of near the Mill Creek Animal Hospital on 300 South. Um, that's, you know, one of the places where the creek overtopped mm-hmm. the bridge, um, mm-hmm. which must have been so wild to see. But, you know, I was speaking to people and it was a collection of community members who just happened to just find themselves down there and picked up a shovel and started, you know, working, mm-hmm. which was really, really amazing. So I know that we want to talk about infrastructure. Um, that was something that um, engineer Chuck Williams brought up at that emergency meeting. Bridges, um, in his opinion, they're okay. The vehicular bridges, can you talk about that? You know, I know that there are more engineers coming down to check. Yeah, I believe um, that UDOTs brought their structural engineers down today. I haven't heard anything, which is good is good yeah. you know no news is good news at least you know we haven't seen their final report right. so um we don't have immediate concerns and we're, we're not no, no one's being ordered to close any of the bridges some of our pedestrian bridges though are mm-hmm. not um in really great shape mm-hmm. so um that will be a massive effort to repair or replace mm-hmm. them um along our parkway especially yeah yeah yeah, if you don't mind, let's talk about the parkway mm-hmm. because this is, um, you know, if people have been looking, you know, it, it is important to mention that the city has closed mm-hmm. entrances and trails. Um, it's not safe to walk around down there. Let's first talk about why. You know, why do you want people not uh, using the parkway right now? Sure. So a lot of debris was brought down. We don't really know what's down there. There might be nails, wood, just jagged, sharp things. You might be looking at something that you think is just sort of sand or mud mm-hmm. or something and probably not 
safe to walk in that. A lot of the sidewalks have been undermined, so they're not totally structurally sound. Mm. Um, and uh, definitely we have a concern with falling trees. So a lot of the trees had their roots exposed. Yeah. Um, if they haven't already fallen, we're worried that some of them might, and we're worried about branches falling too. So mm. I know it seems kind of quiet and right. peaceful down there, but please do not use the parkway um, because we can't guarantee your safety. Yeah. And there's really not much of a parkway left, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. you go from 100 West down to, to Anonymous Park, mm-hmm. it's there's nothing there. I mean, it's going to yeah. take a long, long time for mm-hmm. us to get that back together. And, of course, we're focusing on residents and, you know, mm-hmm. getting people's water back and getting the town cleaned up and businesses back open. You know, so that's going to be secondary. But even with that, mm-hmm. we're going to have a long road to go just to talk about how we're going to manage this in the future. Mm-hmm. This is not going to stop. This was not the last big flash flood. You know, mm-hmm. it may have been the biggest one we've seen in a long time, but it's not going to be the last one. We know that. Mm-hmm. And so there's going to be, we're going to have lots of conversation over many years um, to figure out how we're going to mitigate this uh, in the future. Well, that's so interesting to hear, like you saying, this is not something that we can expect to just go away. Right. Mm-hmm. We can expect this again. Um, and it's interesting to note, too, that Mill Creek has cut new channels. Mm-hmm. So there's that long conversation, too, about, well, what do you do when the creek is, is different now? Mm-hmm. Well, we did correct the one uh, channel change okay. today. It was, I don't know if everybody saw this, or down on 100 West and um, Center Street or 100 South. Mm-hmm. Okay. There was a bridge that, you know, the path came, there was a bridge that went across the creek and then back up to the to the road, and that bridge got completely blocked with debris, completely blocked. Wow. And so the river, ha- or the creek, was a river at the time, <laughs> had no place to go. And so yeah. it created another channel, which took it up over by the homes mm-hmm. on Center Street. And so they all of a sudden became Creekside homes, mm-hmm. and that was very scary um, and then it also it continued that path all the way down to 500 West and beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, but today they were able to move that debris out of the way of the bridge and kind of dam up where the current where the new current went okay. and get everything redirected into the main creek, which is really good because we were very concerned that you know if this channel took hold, that a lot of homes, those William Wade condos, the the houses on Center Street, mm-hmm. were going to be at risk. Right. Okay. So there is some some work that has been done to protect um, those homes already. Yes. Yes. Okay. But there's still a long-term conversation about what to do about the parkway, which is a beautiful resource for Moab, but right. question mark on, you know, future flash floods. Mm-hmm. And we haven't ever, I don't think any of us have had a chance to get down there and make an assessment. You know, yeah. we can only see it from the roads. I, I know mm-hmm. I haven't, and, you know, we're being told to stay out of there, and mm-hmm. I think we want... Um, the public works folks and the, our engineers and stuff to go in there first mm-hmm. and give us an assessment. But from observation, from where we can see it, it looks pretty devastated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any other infrastructure topics that you'd want to mention, Carly? Bridges, roads, utilities, <laughs> all the all the stuff. Yeah, you know, after even the flood, was it two weeks ago, one week ago? It's mm-hmm. hard to keep track at this point, hopefully together. I was driving through uh, the city after that with some of some of my coworkers and just thinking, you know, we can't keep doing this. We did this a lot last year, mm-hmm. and that was a lot, and I'm realizing the pattern is emerging now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all the climate models indicate there will be more severe storms mm-hmm. that will get our precipitation kind of all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, so this 
we might be reckoning with a new normal or something kind of like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that means we need to take a hard look at our infrastructure, both natural infrastructure and built infrastructure, to determine what kind of mitigation maybe we could develop mm-hmm. in order to keep the floods from being so devastating each time they, they come in through town. So, um, you know, in response to the Pat Creek fire mm-hmm. and the um, flood mitigation money that we received, or I, I believe it was either Grand County or San Juan County, um, they received money for things like dams and retention up higher up in the Pat Creek watershed mm-hmm. just to, to keep the water runoff from being so quick and so forceful through town. Um, and it might be something worth exploring with our federal and state partners, some similar mitigation. Mm, interesting. Um, and then, you know, green infrastructure in town um, might be something we, we've been talking a lot about it. Um, more retention and detention basins in town, better stream stabilization, um, because we can't just keep losing, you know, 10 feet of stream bank every time this is happening because it starts eating away at people's property and it becomes dangerous. So, that has those are both like hard engineering solutions as well as um, more natural uh, solutions like bioengineering um, that we should definitely be taking a look at. But one other concern is just can we do it quick enough before it gets washed away again? again. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. we're we're pre- um, preparing to have this discussion starting with with the council tomorrow okay. um, about maybe a broader, more proactive look at adding to our stormwater management system. Okay. Yeah. We met with um, uh, Congressman John Curtis came down last night. He called me last evening and jumped in his car and drove down. Got here at midnight last night. We met with him this morning. He really wants to help as much as he can. Um, one of the things that we'll be working with also is the governor. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully we can get the governor to, to declare some sort of state of emergency for the state, which opens up FEMA money mm-hmm. for uh, infrastructure. So the governor also called me last night. I'll be talking to him again tomorrow and see if we can get him down here so he can see what we're talking about, and hopefully we can qualify. I mean, we're looking so just at the damage, it, $10 million plus, and to do all the things that Carly just talked about, that's going to be millions and millions of more dollars that we don't have. So we're going to have to really work with our federal delegation and our state to help support us in that effort down the road and now. Right, because we're not just talking about like reaction from this event, cleanup from this event, but prevention Mm -hmm. um, or at least mitigation on future events. That's Mm -hmm. right, that's right. It's really interesting that John Curtis came down in his car to meet and Governor Cox was on the phone with you. Um, Are you surprised about like the statewide and the national attention on this issue? I don't know if surprise is the right. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm yeah. very glad that they, I mean, they reached yeah. out to us. Senator Romney's office reached out to right. me. Senator Lee's office reached out to mm-hmm. me. Um, you know, they, they heard about it. The thing that we're a little concerned about, though, is it's not getting enough attention. Mm. You know, there's so many news cycles and so mm-hmm. many new things that come up that, right. you know, we know that this issue is going to be with us for a long time, right. but it's going to go away everywhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, the next thing that happens is going to be the next news issue. Mm-hmm. So um, Congressman Curtis was very, very concerned that we need to keep this out in front and center and we need to do it quickly. And mm-hmm. so we're going to be pretty much spending, I'm going to be spending the rest of the week making sure that the people that have the power to help us are aware of what's really going on and see if we can get them to to come and see it and you know do what needs to be done so that we can have access to even more resources 
than we do now. Okay, so more to come perhaps Mm -hmm. on the resource front. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have any information for individuals and businesses who might be affected too on that local level resource? Sure, yeah, we do. um, There are resources and there is, you know, very low interest loans available for specifically businesses who, um, there's an SBA um, program that we now have access to because of our declaration of local emergency. the best way, what we need to do in the next, uh, it's next 13 days, I believe okay. we have, or we had 15 days from Saturday, okay. is produce information about the event, and that includes doing assessments for residences, properties, businesses that have damage. Mm-hmm. So we can kind of capture that information and submit it to the state. Mm-hmm. My building official and also the building official for the county, so Barry Ellison and Bill Holtz, those are the folks to contact if you want to get an assessment because they can come. If you are doing repairs, please take pictures if you are going to seek maybe some financial um, resources or assistance for those repairs. Um, the yeah, the before picks are very important, so you can demonstrate that right. you have had damage. Right. And uh, you can another good resource if you have questions is Grand County Economic Development. August Graniff mm-hmm. and Ben Alter have been really generously willing to to be kind of a point of contact if if you need information. But okay. you can also call the main line at the city. Um, you can contact Barry. Like I said, uh, we do have. Um, a, an email that if someone just wants to say, hey, my house got flooded, how do I get help? Right. The the email is flood at moabcity.org. So we, we are available to talk everyone through it. Um, we think we do have some handle on the business's impact, but not as much information about residences that were potentially impacted. Okay. So we're looking for right. that information. Yeah, and, and we, you know, the threshold for FEMA for residential is 100 homes. Mm. So we know a lot of people out there probably got some damage. They don't have insurance. They're going to take care of it themselves we need to hear from them mm-hmm. you know so that we can try to get that threshold so that we can even have more FEMA money available for residential right. Um, impacts right okay all right so it sounds like the city and the county have staff to walk you through that process and you can call the city's main line I think it's 5121 yeah, am I right, right. okay mm-hmm. um, 2595121 or call the county you know one thing that I didn't mention yet and I know that you don't represent the um, health department but I know that was um, um, you know, another partner in uh, response and another partner working with the city right now. How are they working with the city? They were very helpful when it came to the uh, our water lines being down because anytime there's um, water lines damage, mm-hmm. you worry about contamination or something like that. So they were working really closely with us. They've also been a great liaison between like businesses because they're getting the calls as well. So they're um, they are providing resources. Um, mm. And what else has, and I mean, Orion is providing information about like if you have a septic system, okay. what you should be doing. And I think the health department is very worried about mold taking mm. root in homes and residences. So if you, you did get damage, it is best to clean that as, as and dry it out as quickly as possible. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, the health department's been terrific. And I know that there is um, rain in the forecast mm-hmm. for the next couple of days, and that has been on your mind. Um, sandbags are still available mm-hmm. at the Public Works Yard on King Creek Boulevard and at Grand County Road Department, it sounds like, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Um, what is on your mind when it comes to these rains? What we're prioritizing is just making sure the stormwater system is clear, okay. so drainages are clear, and, you know, like removing that big, you know, pedestrian bridge blockage, getting that out of the way mm-hmm. to make sure that, the system can has some kind of capacity to absorb another another storm system, mm-hmm. um, but it's very concerning because it's quite soggy out there. So nothing is absorbing. 
Um, and, you know, we are concerned. I think it will be just sort of the similar protocol. We'll, an alert will probably go out. Um, we've spoken to the county about a reverse 911 option. Mm-hmm. So we're not only waiting for those NWS alerts that come to right. everyone's phone. Um, and we'll just, we'll, we'll do the drill again. Stay home if you feel safe. Please don't go walking around. Mm-hmm. Um, crews will be out. There'll be an instant command. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll try to do it again. Yeah, seeing the dark clouds are, you know, when this, on Saturday night, it was like, oh, look, there's going to be rain. Yay, I hope it rains. Now it's a whole different deal. Yeah. Yeah. Right, where it's too much. It's yeah. too much. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you mentioned that. You know, what is the best way for residents to stay informed if there is another large event? Um, what would you recommend? Um, the city's social media pages, we are constantly updating those. Yeah. That's where we're yep. putting out a lot of information. You know, hopefully we can get to people door to door if there is you know, an extreme emergency, although don't necessarily depend on that. Like, watch the water if you live ne- near the creek, for example. Be mindful of your surroundings. Be vigilant. Care about your neighbors. Mm-hmm. Kind of make sure that you're checking on them. You know, this was a natural disaster is what happened. Right. So I know it's very chaotic and um, and people don't often know what to do. I think it's just, just use your best sense. Um, it's great to have, like, emergency kits at mm-hmm. home. So um, if you are out of water, you might you have clean water, mm-hmm. you have food if you are kind of can't if we you know have a, a road washed out or something like that so mm-hmm. some personal preparedness will go a long way um and yes please be paying attention to the city's social media pages okay. yeah and carly made a really good point check on your neighbor you know there's a lot of people out there that may be isolated or at home mm-hmm. alone and that was one concern we had is was like what about people that aren't able to that don't have social media or just not you know not in tune with what's going on so if this does happen again please check on your neighbors and make sure they're okay if you haven't seen them or you know if you just don't know for sure well thank you too so much for being here with us any last thoughts anything for the community what people should be keeping in mind a couple more just resources in case folks don't have still don't have water there are free showers at the mrac just let them know that that's why you're there okay and if you are doing cleanup you can put it out on your curb Mm -hmm. um so like fallen branches and those kinds of things you can also take it to the landfill on the dump here in town they're waiving the fee the dump the the tipping fee Mm -hmm. um during normal business hours so um you can you can get rid of that debris for free and i'd just like to say thank you to our community and what a wonderful community we have and more importantly i want to thank our public works department our public Mm -hmm. safety department our engineers uh who else am i missing parks the parks department i mean all you know all of our our staff has just stepped up to the plate and you know i'm just so impressed with how they just jumped at it you know we have to tell them to go home because they want to make sure that our community is taken care of and that they've done their jobs. But I want to just thank everybody, including the city staff and the county staff, that that stood up to the task. And yeah. hopefully they'll get some rest and we won't get another big event yeah. in the, anytime soon. So don't pray for rain. Basically. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I said that in an interview today. Okay, we prayed for rain. We can stop that we now. We can stop that now. Mary Langanese and um, Carly Castle, thank you for being up here and taking time, too, to share what's going on um, from the city's perspective with our listeners. And we'll make sure we'll get this conversation up on our website so people can listen to it later if they should so choose. Thank you both so much. Thanks, Molly, for having us.